If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. Be brave to suck at something new because when we're sucking at something, right? We are saying that, all right, I'm going to suck at this for a little bit of time, but maybe just maybe I'm going to actually get good at it. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Well, that sucked. I mean, I find myself saying those words at least a couple of times a day. And maybe you've said those words to yourself today or yesterday, maybe while reflecting on some perceived failure or flub in your life, feeling all sorts of defeated and run down and ready to toss in your towel. Well, here's the thing. No one, absolutely no one is immune to a metaphorical gut punch every now and then. But I've learned that it's how we move forward after the blow that makes all the difference. Dr. Nita Bushin is a world-renowned emotional health advocate and expert in the areas of grit and resilience. The title of her new book caught my attention, and that's why she's on the show today. It's called That Sucked, Now What? How to Embrace the Joy in Chaos and Find Magic in the Mess. Her mission is to help people rebuild after life-altering moments, and she's going to share a few of hers today that literally sucked the breath right out of my lungs. This is not a dose of toxic positivity or emotional perfectionism. This is research-backed advice for getting up and getting on with life when you've been bowled over. And we're also going to talk about what it's like to be ambitious moms of little ones and how that can feel when we're chasing our dreams and chasing our kids. Are you ready for this one? It is a conversation I absolutely loved. Here is Dr. Nita Bushin. If you need a new, interesting, and inspiring podcast to add to your rotation, well, you've got to check out No Straight Path, hosted by Ashley Menzies Babatunde, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. 
You might recognize her name. Ashley was a guest on Gold Digger last year, and it was so awesome to hear her story and why she started her show. By shedding light on the stories behind the shiny resumes and social media highlights and job titles, No Straight Path aims to humanize success from the millennial perspective. Featuring guests from all walks of life, No Straight Path aims to inspire conversations around the nuanced perspective of success. Listen to No Straight Path wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I first just have to provide context for this conversation because it is literally perfect for who I am talking with today and the topic that we're talking on. I am sitting in my car in a parked garage with snow falling abundantly all around us. My husband was just snow blowing and I was like, you got to get back in the house and get the kids. And I'm recording in my car because it is a snow day and our children are home and we just got to make things work. And so I could not have a better and more understanding guest than my guest today. Welcome, Dr. Nita, to the podcast. Oh my gosh, Jenna, such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. So we are going to toss this interview on its head, and I'm actually so excited about this thought. And I don't want to ask you about where you started. Today, I want to ask you about what the middle is for you and what the middle currently looks like for you. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, Jenna, you know, we're in it right now. This is like, we are in the middle of the sock. And this is something that I've been coining ever since my son turned two. And, you know, it's embracing all of the feels because I feel like having a daughter as well, my, you know, my son is is four now, and my daughter is now approaching the same age that Ari started fully teaching me about embracing the joy and chaos and fighting magic in the mess, which obviously happens to be my subtitle of my next book. Right. And it has been such a whirlwind because when he turned to, it was like, whoa, where did my sweet little boy go because it was, you know, it was banging his head and, you know, wavering his hands. And if he didn't get something, it was, you know, a whole thing. And I was like, no, we're not going to have candy on a Monday morning or cookies because grandma was over from India for the last like two weeks. And now she's gone back and she's instilled all of these, you know, incredible, amazing behaviors. And so that really, was such a huge moment in terms of, okay, I can parent him the way that I was parented. And it was such a huge reflection because when growing up from, you know, immigrant parents, my dad was from India, my mom was from the Philippines. It was very much like, you know, girls don't cry. And so in that moment, when both my husband and I were like seeing the meltdowns and just him fully expressing himself and all of the work that we've really, you know, done in personal growth and what we teach and everything. I'm like, okay, this is a very human moment. And this would happen a few times a day. And so that's kind of the question came through of, okay, that sucked. Now what? This started to become my mantra and so much so that it really inspired how we actually deal with sucky moments because it is, and and Jenna, you know this, like it is chaotic. My daughter woke up twice last night. She's 18 months right now. So right now I am in the middle of the mess and we don't have, my parents, you know, died when I was younger. And so a lot of my reparenting began when 
it started out with my son and it started out when he, you know, turned two, where I had to ask different questions and how I was going to process my own emotions and then getting into, you know, moving from one to two kids, it was even more because then it was like, oh, wow, you know, redefining what my identity looks like and even reinventing myself again so that I could, I'm not going to take on, you know, or bring on some of the trauma that I had grown up with and in a chaotic household and literally death and trauma was one of the things that it was constantly in our minds because my mom got sick when I was 10. And that's really what would change my full trajectory in my life. And, you know, it started out with a cancer diagnosis for her. And at 10 years old, I didn't really know what that meant, but all I could pick up were the emotional signs of my dad of, okay, as a Punjabi father, you know, from India, and he comes here to start a brand new life, yet he brings a lot of those traditions with, and we're kind of in this soup of, right, this is it, you're the eldest daughter, and this is the trajectory that we're going to go through. So for those six years in and out of hospitals, and that's really, I mean, from 10 to 16, that's really those formative years. And so my mom dies, you know, when I was 16 years old and that would then teach me that, okay, I've got to button up my emotions. I've got to make sure that I was quote unquote resilient, which in my household growing up, that meant, okay, Nita, you're strong, you're tough, you got this. And maybe subconsciously my dad foreshadowed, or maybe he knew that it wasn't going to be a rocky road because, you know, the following year after that, then my brother would suddenly die of an asthma attack. And I was a senior in high school at the time. And mind you, we're already reeling over, you know, my mom's death and we're trying to kind of pick up the pieces. And then another big tragedy happens when my brother wasn't even, you know, he was totally healthy. He wasn't an athlete or anything, but obviously we've now made peace with it from a spiritual standpoint that she was honestly the closest to my brother DJ, but it didn't change the suck in those moments. And so, and then two years later, my dad would get diagnosed with stage four cancer. And so now at stage four cancer, he was told he had 10 months to live and he lived up until those very 10 months. And this is the time where I was still growing up in Chicago. And so that honestly took the wind out of me in so many ways, because for me, you know, growing up with very prideful parents who really pushed education, who really pushed, you know, the dreams, the American dream and all of the things that came along with it. I didn't know where to put a lot of those emotions. And the one thing that was that mantra at the time was don't let anybody feel bad for you. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward into now the mess that I'm in, you know, having my, both of my kids, honestly, it's been celebrating the contrast because the contrast it's almost like my coping mechanism was you know, toxic positivity when I was younger because there was no room for my despair. There was no room for the anguish. There was no room for 
the screaming, the crying, the wailing. And we know that postpartum with motherhood, it's all of the feels. And that's honestly been such a, you know, as you said, when we started this podcast, you know, turning it over on its head, because honestly, I was able to really experience the fullness of all of those emotions and honestly start to reparent myself when my son began to fully express in his tiny little body, everything's still forming. He's still figuring out like all of these things. And, and that's when my husband, Ajit and I, we had to have different conversations on how we were going to do things differently and how, you know, there was going to be space for me needing to go there and cry and let it out with my therapist and, and still process some of those things that I wish I had full permission to do and not be judged or, you know, the expectation that I needed to present a certain way, because there is a saying in, you know, how I grew up, which means what will other people think? Mm. And that was such a big running theme growing up in my life. Wow. I mean, it's, I'm thinking of so many things as you're speaking and yeah, have you ever heard that saying, like when somebody rescues a dog and it's like, I didn't rescue the dog, the dog rescued me. <laughs> and I'm thinking of that quote in the sense of like how oftentimes when we are parenting, we are kind of having this like mirror cast back at us of like, do you want to go in the same direction or do you want to pivot? Right? Like, do you like what you're seeing? Did you like what you saw as a child? Or is this the opportunity to move in that new direction? And I think it's so, I mean, it's like a boot camp in emotional intelligence when you have a toddler, right? Oh my gosh. On every sense of the word. Yes. Oh my absolutely. gosh. Yesterday, <laughs> our four-year-old Coco, I could hear her and my husband Drew, and they were kind of battling over something. They were having some sort of disagreement. And I sent him a text message and said, she's not looking for an opponent. She needs a teammate. And I felt like all of a sudden I heard them. I said, you know, just sit on your knees and open your arms up and see what happens. And all of a sudden she just came running into his arms. Mm. And it's one of those things where as parents, when you're in that, you're like, what is happening? What do I even do? Like, I need help right now. You know, like I need to help someone and I need that help. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about how you took all of these experiences and became this world-renowned emotional health advocate because you touched on the word identity earlier, but you, my friend, have been through many identity shifts in your career yes. and in your life. Oh, yes. You know, for me, it was really connecting the dots. And honestly, so the biggest awakening and the biggest identity shift would then happened a decade after I lost my mom, my dad, and my brother. And mind you, because I love that you said the mirroring. And so my other coping mechanism that I had in my 20s was holding on to relationships that weren't really emotionally available. And that would really spin me into the greatest awakening of my life, which was on December 31st, 2011, packing up everything that I had 
and looking in the mirror and literally sobbing and just kind of, it was like my own like aha moment of like really seeing myself in the mirror and seeing, wow, I really built this amazing life because from the outside, I was a cosmetic dentist. I had done all the things, made my, you know, the ghost of my parents really proud because doctor, dentist, lawyer, engineer, that was like what was chanted in my household growing up. And so, you know, I became not just a, a general dentist, but a cosmetic dentist. And I had my, you know, really lucrative practice. And I wasn't even 30 yet at the time yet looking in this mirror, I'm like, why am I not happy? And for the first time I would admit to myself, like, yeah, Anita, you are in this toxic relationship. And this was a marriage that I was in. I had fallen in love. I did all the things, got this, you know, big fat Indian wedding that everyone could dream of. And yet I'm crumbling and wanting to figure out who I really was because up until then I had no idea. I was literally living the life of other people, you know, and in terms of this phrase, which means what will other people think? So even at that point, I had to take those brave steps to claim myself for the first time and fully then reinvent myself. So that would mean I literally started to let go of all of those relationships, walked out of that marriage. Then a few years later, would walk out of the profession and sell my dental practice, move cross country to San Francisco. And I started a nonprofit while I was in Chicago, really as a cathartic act to help young women to build their self-confidence. It was called Independent Awakening. And I think they still are up and running today. Shout out to Independent Awakening. But it was it was amazing because we partnered up with so many high schools and colleges to teach self-love. And guess what? That was exactly what I needed to learn. Mm. And yet, you know, a few years after that, then I would say yes to so many different experiences. And it's a concept that I talk about in the book called fly forward. And really to fly forward, we have to say yes when a fall happens. So meaning that, you know, your fall can come in various different ways. It can come in a, in a medical diagnosis, which I know many of us have been through. It can come in a breakup or a huge transition in life. It can come in figuring out whether you're going to stay in a job or whether you're going to go out and take that leap. So for me, it was all of these things that had multiple, multiple falls, but then there's step two or stage two in this life board framework where you're in this ignition. All right. There's something happening and you have to make that choice for yourself. So either are you going to stay or are you going to go? And that would dictate whether or not you're going to go into this completely new path, which if you say yes to, like for me, it was moving cross country, saying no to the relationship, exiting my practice. For me, it was, okay, we're going to say yes and rise because in rising, we are saying yes. And we're leaning into the discomfort of this uncertainty. And, you know, nobody really likes uncertainty, but I had to get good with uncertainty many times in my life, walking in those doors where VCs would be in the room. And because I had sold my practice, VCs were very interested in me because I was an angel investor and I wanted to really give back in a different way than just 
create, you know, another nonprofit because I knew there was something else. And what I was so fascinated about was how really incredible, you know, leaders and people in their fields, because I, I grew up with psychology, right? And it started out with my parents and figuring out what they needed during their darkest times, but then I majored in it in college. And, you know, many times people say dentists are, <laughs> they're, yeah. they are psychologists, right? We're sitting in the dental chair and things like that. And so that became a core strength of mine. Like that became one of my unapologetic traits. And that's when I started to connect the dots, not only in my life, but when I started to say yes to all of these new experiences and say, okay, yeah, I'll come to these pitch fests. I'll see what these entrepreneurs need because they were in the breath and the scope of Silicon Valley and they're, you know, changing the world. And Jenna, guess what? They all struggled with, they all struggled with their emotional grit, their emotional intelligence. And I wrote a book in 2016 called Emotional Grit. And it's funny, we're, you know, we're talking about moms and, and motherhood as well. And one of the moms got hold of my book and they of course got hold of my really traumatic and challenging story. They said, can you please talk to this group of moms? And I'm like, wait, what? I just I transitioned from my dental practice. I, I did write this book, but okay. And she's like, these moms in Palo Alto, we need you. And we want to know, is it possible to build resilience and grit by not going through what you went through in loss? Because we've just lost three of our kids to suicides just this mm -hmm. year. And for those of you who don't know what Palo Alto is, I mean, obviously it's where all the tech giants, they live, they have their companies, and then their kids go to these schools there. So think lots of pressure, lots of helicopter parenting, lots of, you know, making calls to the schools to move certain tests and things like that. And here I am faced with these group of moms who are so curious. And for me, that then set me on this goose chase of wanting to really dive into how we can actually build audacious resiliency and do people really need to go through the depths of trauma in order to come out on the other side. I mean, it led me to, you know, going to different countries and it ended up being 46 countries all around the world and interviewing 500 leaders to really understand, well, how at the time it was emotional grit. And I use grit as an acronym to grow, reveal, innovate, and transform. But there's a concept, another concept that I talk about in the book on how we can actually build our bounce factor, like our bounciness. And I don't know about you now that you've got two kids, Jenna, but the metaphor that I have for this is imagine, you know, those little bouncy balls, if you go to the trampoline park and yes. they give them out, right at the front and there are these tiny little balls, but the kids go nuts over them. And we have like so many in our house, but basically when you take a ball, right. And one of those tiny little ones, or you could take a basketball, but when you feel it and you feel all around, there's no edges, right. But it's strong. It's still tough. Yet there's a little bit of that softness to it. So that when you actually bounce it on the floor, it's not going to shatter like glass would to a million pieces. And that's really what resiliency is, is yeah, it's the toughness, but it's also the softness. It's also the agility. It's also the flow. And honestly, you know, what full circle that it's brought me to, you know, in this time of my life where now we're in motherhood and 
It is the combination of both feelings. It is the duality of the messy, yet the joyful, the chaos, and yet the magic all at the same time, because all of those feelings coexist. When our kids go to bed at night, what are we doing? I'm still looking and scrolling in my phone, seeing photos of my kids from the day. And then my husband comes up and he's just like, babe, I thought you needed a break. Like, yeah. What are you doing <laughs> playing these videos? <laughs> it's funny. We all have bad habits. My bad habit is that I work with a million tabs open. Like literally, as I'm talking to you, I have so many tabs open. I can't even see what the tabs are. I am the worst. Does anyone else do this? Now, the thing is, is that bad habits tend to find their way into our businesses too. From emailing clients at 2am or spending way too much time and money on legacy software your IT person grandfathered in, or taking on tasks just because you can, not because you should. Well, it is time to break up with the bad business habits and break in new ways to bring our A-game in 2023. HubSpot's all-in-one connected CRM platform can help you there. It makes it easy to better connect your teams, data, and systems so that you can better connect with your customers. Best of all, it is free to get started. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better in 2023 and get a special offer of 20% off on eligible plans at HubSpot.com slash Gold Digger. When it comes to content creation, you either do it because you love it or because you know it's a powerful business tool. Now, either way, it takes a ton of work. Whether you're building your website from scratch or struggling to manage payments, you need Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate one-stop shop that's been my go-to for almost a decade. Yes, nearly a decade. It's designed to help creators and entrepreneurs build thriving online businesses with steady recurring income. Whether it's blogging, coaching, or podcasting, Kajabi makes it simple to transform your passion into profitable online courses, exclusive members, membership sites, and so much more. Over the years, Kajabi has been my rock from hosting my signature courses like the Pinterest lab to handling transactions without taking a single penny of my money. That's right. You get to keep 100% of what you earn. With Kajabi, you get powerful analytics, simple payment options, effective email marketing tools, and beautiful website templates that you can customize. And here's a little secret. You don't need a massive following to earn a great income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi who are making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers, and you can be one of them. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash goal. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash goal. Join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion today at kajabi.com slash goal. I mean, it's, it, we, <laughs> it is the wildest thing in the world. And even as Coco transitioned from age three to four, I saw this like massive transformation. And looking back, I'm like, man, that was like a challenging year. And yet every night you go to bed and you're like, I love that little bugger so much. Like, how is that possible? (laughs) One thing I want to know, because I know in my book process, living out the title and the subtitle I take on as a challenge. And I know alignment is such a big thing for you. How have you been challenged in this season of life to embrace the joy and chaos and find magic in the mess? Tell me the truth, because I know with when we are so we're like, I will stay aligned. I this is my (laughs) mission and life will toss you every opportunity to betray 
what you're talking about. Walk isn't that, that. Isn't that so true? It's so yes. true. And oh gosh, well, I was just, you know, even when we got on the call earlier this morning, like the thing that I've been struggling with throughout this whole process, and, and I think maybe it'll resonate with 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 listeners here is is the mom guilt. And I thought like I've made peace with that. Yeah. You know, and it's been a constant because you know you're kind of like in the throes of this. And for me, this is my fourth book. And there's all of the juicy and all of the gems. And it's literally taken three years for this book baby to arise, right? The idea started coming when Ari was just about one and a half, the same age as my daughter. And then we really felt it when he started getting into the twos. And I don't know if I I shared this with you, but we pitched it to, you know, a bunch of, of publishers right before Isla was born. I was literally, I was like 35 weeks and she was born very early. She was born at 37 weeks and Hay House sent a message and we sold it to Hay House two days after she was born. So I was still in the hospital and she has literally been with me throughout this process. And as we know, moms have the most creative juices. And I literally basically orated and talked through the entire book because I was in full postpartum. And for me, talking was very cathartic and healing and, you know, sometimes writing it out on my journal. So there were so many different processes, but as we've gotten to now really sharing the messages of the book and and the juice, it's been, oh, wow, mama's got to go, you know, to these conferences to speak, or mama's got to go and do these press things in, in New York. And now my older one, like Ari's like, but mama, can I come with you? Why can't I come with you? Yes. And, and so the other day, it's so funny. The other day he takes my phone and because I guess I was doing a live and, you know, you're just in it. So he yeah. takes my phone and then he, he already knows how to press record because it's big and red. So he presses record and he's like, hi folks, this is Ari and look at my Christmas tree. And, and so he's doing all of these things and okay, folks, I love you folks. All right. Bye. And I'm like, and I look at Ajit and I'm like, babe, do I say folks a lot? word and he's like I don't know and then sure enough they were my because my my friends were counting the number of times I say folks because we like shared it with you know some of our closest friends and I'm like oh my god I didn't know I say folks a lot but so it has been really making peace with the fact that you know we have our dreams and Yet we have our littles and there are times where my daughter, she still woke up, you know, twice last night and she wants mama because she wasn't seeing her all day because I was on all of these different interviews all day. And so I think as I'm also sharing the how to embrace the joy and chaos and find magic in the mess, I'm like, okay, this is my own chaos right now. And this is where, this is where we're at and really then being so cognizant and so intentional about the tiny, tiny moments. Do you remember when we all like talked about like, yes, self-care 90 minutes in the morning, yeah, like, right. Morning, <laughs> like morning I'm going to a baby in the monitor or footsteps coming towards my bedroom. That's how long I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, oh my gosh, for anybody who says they have a 60 minute morning routine and they have littles, it does not happen. No. 
at all. Like this morning I was like, okay, my daughter woke up really early at 6am and she's like, she just wanted to hang out. And I'm like cuddles. And she's now starting to say cuddles. Like she's starting to, you know, vocalize what she needs. And I'm like, okay, yoga, because I just yeah. wanted to lie on the mat and like, just like melt. Cause you know, you're going to bed late. And she's like, okay. And so I didn't realize she already knows how to do this, but she, she grabbed the yoga mat and put it on the floor. And we were both just cuddling. And that was our, that was our little yoga session. It wasn't, it wasn't productive. It was like five minutes, but before she went on to the other thing. And I think being so intentional about, all right, if this, if my practice right now is making chai, because that fuels me and that is like calming my nervous system I treat that as like a five minute spiritual practice yeah, yeah, because that's just something that I'm giving to myself, you know, and really like for me, even journaling out and even having my conversations with my therapist and my, you know, nervous system coach, who's like, all right, this is where we're at and checking in with really folks, you know, who I love and adore, but it has been a really big integration for me to recognize that this season and, you know, we were talking about it like many times, you know, we're kind of going in and and developing our careers when our kids are really small and how do we make peace with all of that. And for me, it's actually having conversations with other moms who are, you know, 15 years, probably older in their, in their momhood or where their kids are like 15, 16, or even in their twenties. And they've even also said it, and I'm sure you probably heard it too, Jenna, but it's like, well, yeah, they do need your cuddles when they're little and it's happening at the same time. And this is like the biggest growth experience that you can have. And for me, I'm like, all right, what's my mantra? What's my mantra? That sucked. Now what? What's my mantra? (laughs) That sucked. Now what? And I even created, funny enough, an entire embodiment practice. And actually you guys will love it because if, you know, if those of you who have littles, but this mantra was born and this whole emotional release practice was born when Ari turned, you know, he was, he was two, he was two and a half. Actually, this was when Isla was born and it was a few months later. So I was telling Ajit, I'm like, okay, babe, we're going to celebrate. Cause we, you know, obviously I don't have family around here and my husband's family is from India. So we had to create our own support system, but we had moved from LA to Austin just for context. And we were still new in the Austin area. And we were still trying to figure out like, who's going to be our support. And it was really hard to find nannies at the time. And so I had my doula and she was working with us a little bit to support our family, but it's like, babe, when Isla turns three months, like let's go on our adult date together. And it was going to be around his birthday. And he's like, okay. And so I set up for this incredible, you know, date experience. It was going to be like dinner in the dark. And I looked, you know, I looked up where we can get the tickets because it was the last few days were happening in in Austin. I don't know if you've ever done dinner in the dark. No, but But I feel like I'd fall asleep. (laughs) No, it's actually really cool. It's so cool. But so I was looking through all of the things and in the mom's groups, because shout out to the mom's groups in Austin there amazing. And so I got a couple of recommendations for babysitters and sorted the babysitter. She was going to come that day. And lo and behold, you know, getting ready for a big date with Ajit and 
an hour before, you know, I'm like checking in to make sure and getting my hair done. And, you know, after breast pumping, making sure like everything is there for this babysitter and writing out all the things and all the snacks that they're going to need. And guess what? She does not show up. And at the time that she was supposed to arrive, I'm like, okay, we live in a very obscure part of Austin. Maybe she got lost, you know, so didn't get a text message back, didn't get, and this was like constant going on for like an hour in, and now I'm getting nervous and panicked. I'm like, is she okay? You didn't even, you know, and then finally I'm like calling her frantically at this point, And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to make it. And those words really like struck a chord with me. I'm like, wait, what? And so then, and of course tears are coming down and I'm like sobbing. And then at this point, my son, he loves dinosaurs. Okay. And I don't know if Coco is the same way, but it's like such a thing. And he told Alexa, he's like dinosaur dance. And so he puts on this dinosaur dance and he's like, you know, he's, he's doing his thing and I'm having a moment. And really I'm like, I can't believe it. Like I go into victim mode and I talk about, you know, the difference between victim mentality and, and survivor mentality and thriving mentality, but in the book, but I'm like, here I am having a victim moment. I'm like, why is this happening to us? Why can't we find support? All of these things. And I'm just crying to my husband. And then I'm like, literally like taking my feet and kind of stomping it around, pacing back and forth in the living room. And my son goes, mama, why are you stomping like a dinosaur? And that then broke me. I was like, oh my God. All right. This is true. And so that's like where our stomping out the suck embodiment <laughs> practice was born because then we put on the song Cats and Boots Dinosaur Dance. Shout out to Cats and Boots because it's really a fun, it's like an EDM song. So it was like stomp like a dinosaur, shake like a dinosaur. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. And I, I guarantee everyone whether you have kids or not, you will love this if you are having a terrible morning moment in the suck type of situation. Like you could play it today for snow day, but it is hysterical because I could not be upset for that long. And what did we do? We started stomping out the suck. We embraced the suck. And these are all steps <laughs> in my book. And then we started transforming the suck and moving the suck from our body. So we started dancing like dinosaurs. And that's really what, of course, calmed my nervous system. But also we got, you know, a fun giggle and belly laugh out of it. And thus was born the emotional release practice. <laughs> I love that. I mean, how many times in our lives have our kids like said something or done something and you're like, oh, that's me. You totally got that from me. Um, yep. and I think that's just, it's so powerful. And, you know, I just want to encourage you to, I think so many people listening, we really struggle with like that balancing the ambitious side of us with this deep desire for presence, right? Like, I think that, you know, one thing that freaked me out so much about motherhood is how everybody says it goes so fast, right? And mm -hmm. it's true. We're living in it. We have four-year-olds, like it goes so fast. And now we're the ones saying it. And I remember when Coco was a teeny baby and I was just like willing myself to remember everything. Cause I'm like, I don't want to forget a single moment. It goes by so fast and it does. And it blinks and it feels like a blur. And at the same time too, 
I think it's this like beautiful balance of like hitting the gas pedal and then hitting the brake and then hitting the gas pedal and hitting the brake and trusting ourselves as women, as mothers to know where each one lies and to know when to utilize it. Right. Like even just thinking about this dinosaur dance, like knowing when you need to use this tool that is in your toolkit to help you move into the next part. And I just, I think that's such a struggle. And I like, thank you for being honest about that because I think so many people look at people like you and they're like, how does she do it all? And it's like, I think that every single day we just have to define what all is for that day and do the best we can with what we've got. I know what it's like to feel completely thrown off your game because you're just not motivated or your mind isn't in the right space. That's why I'm thrilled to tell you all about superhuman activations. Now, if meditation isn't for you, you need to try activations instead. Activations are a groundbreaking new type of audio that's this mix of a motivational podcast, cinematic music, and guided visualization. They are fundamentally different from meditation and a lot more exciting to listen to. Instead of calming you, activations are motivating, energizing, and transformative. You'll reach your goals faster whether you want to earn more money, get clarity, achieve a health goal, or feel like you're reaching your highest potential. They're essentially a shortcut to get to where you want to be and the ultimate way to visualize your future self. And you can only find them on the Superhuman app. I use and love Superhuman and find myself playing activation several times a day, whether I'm baking bread, doing my skincare, or even when I'm in the shower. Superhuman offers something completely different to other apps out there, and I cannot wait for you to try them. Take advantage of their 14-day free trial and head over to activations.com forward slash gold digger to start your trial and save over 60% off your membership. There is literally no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The discount is only available through their website, not the app store. So visit activations.com forward slash gold digger now for over 60% off. Do not miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts and it expires soon. That's activations.com forward slash gold digger. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. 
Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And all sometimes is just going to be, okay, I checked my email today. <laughs> yep. you know? I laid on the yoga mat and called it a practice. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I made chai and that was my spiritual practice, right? Or coffee or whatever the thing is. But And that's really been the filling up my tank this season. If it's like a three minute shower where I'm going to savor, you know, the hot water on my body. Great. You know, and, and now my daughter comes in, you know, to the bath, like the bathroom while I'm showering and she loves to just like get in with her clothes wet oh, because yeah. we she all thinks shower it's, together. It's like a car you know, wash at our house. Oh yeah. And it's she's so funny about it, but she just loves, cause I think it's just mama fun time. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I love that you just said, gosh, I, I never thought I was going to be one of those moms. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I didn't really understand what they meant by it goes so fast. Yep. And now I'm like, well, here we are. And all of the mamas were absolutely right. And we're actually passing that info down. Right. Okay. So I have one really big final question for you. And You brought this up twice and I think it's so powerful and how you were raised to think, what will people think, right? And that was kind of the mantra that you were raised with. So many people, especially entrepreneurs, but even moms, we fear this like public failure or looking like we don't have it all together. How did you overcome that feeling of constantly thinking first, what will other people think? And what did you replace it with? Oh gosh, such a great question. So what I learned from my time in teaching folks in the Valley, the startup founders, the female-led startup founders who would come to me with their ideas and were so unapologetic in their ask and in their five minute presentation of how they thought they were going to change the world and how they thought that, you know, their thing was the next best thing that a certain industry needed, right. To disrupt an industry. And 
it was something that I was completely foreign to because I grew up in a very different mindset of like perfection and image and, you know, and pride and all of these things. And for them, it was like, all right, you know, we've got half of this built, (laughs) but they put on a facade that like all of it was built. Right. And they were just going after it without any questions. And when you ask them those questions, they were like, yeah, it'll get done. It'll be built. This was this unwavering confidence. And just to give you, you know, a little bit of context, most people in the Bay area or, you know, Silicon Valley or, you know, startup founders, right. These entrepreneurs, they had either failed one or two startups and VCs wouldn't even look at them. These are people who would give, you know, folks, there I go again, folks, (laughs) people money for their endeavors if they were raising funds, right? And they wouldn't even look at you if you hadn't failed one or two startups because they wanted to see your track record of your grit, of your resiliency, of your ability to bounce back. And that's when I learned early on, I'm like, wow, Because in medical school, like dental school, you're validated on the right answers. So many times I didn't even raise my hand if I didn't have a very thought provoking research backed thing that I needed to present in front of my peers, let alone, you know, these amazing professors, but that wasn't authentic. And then you go into, you know, this other world where you're sitting in and people are like sharing, okay, well, yeah, I failed at this. And so that's what then replace this mantra of fail fast, fail fast, because failing fast, and now I'm a recovering perfectionist, but failing fast has really allowed me to say, okay, we're going to build this next thing up and it's going to look so different. And we're going to make a lot of these mistakes along the way, but that's when we're in the thriving mindset. That's when we're able to make peace with some of the things and the decisions that didn't go as well, or the setbacks and challenges that didn't go as well. But now, because we know better, because we've either strengthened our bounce factor, or we've kind of taken some of the juicy lessons from some of our setbacks and now transformed it into something that's really going to be valuable for us in this next season stage of life. And it's leaning into the discomfort. And now what I replace it with is be brave to suck at something new because when we're sucking at something, right, we are saying that, all right, I'm going to suck at this for a little bit of time, but maybe just maybe I'm going to actually get good at it after day 10, after day 15, perhaps maybe, you know, something better and better that I'm just going to grow with and perhaps maybe even change my perspective about how I even look at things. Wow. I think that is so powerful and such incredible, incredible advice your amazing book that sucked now what how to embrace the joy in chaos and find magic in the mess is coming out so soon and i would love for you to tell my listeners why they should pre-order a copy it'll be shipping to you before you even know it but why should they get a copy of your new book oh my gosh well i have the most incredible juicy bonuses for you you get you unlock three when you purchase one copy at that sucked now what.com. And I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. 
So the first is we talked a lot about different practices and tools, and we all love a good healing kind of handbook. And so I put together a 40 page handbook for you to go through in depth, all of the different practices and the tools and the mantras to actually start perhaps either making peace with some of the things that didn't go well or creating your own rituals that would serve you in this season and stage of your life, whether you know, you're know you a mom navigating all of the fields, or maybe you're a new entrepreneur that just left something really big. And you're kind of like trying to find your confidence in this step period in life. This is the handbook and I'm so proud of it. We partnered up with incredible illustrator and author, Hey Amber Ray, and she's done all of the graphics. And it's just been such a beautiful collab to collab with really amazing women in the space, as well as my five-day healing practice. My five-day healing practice, it starts out with healing those really amazing yet vulnerable relationships. And we start out with going through your relationships. What's stopping you from creating what I call your support soul posse, creating really deep and meaningful friendships. And so we start there. The second day, we start with how to have your optimal vitality and energy, especially if you're mom mode or entrepreneur mode. And then we go into your abundance. What are you calling in? What are those desires that you really want in your life? And then finally, we end the last two days. Day four is all about that building that resiliency by taking brave action and the things that you want. And then day five is bring it all together back to yourself because that's where it starts. That's where it ends. And that's where it always needs flourishing. And so that's my five-day healing practice. And then you get a free ticket to our virtual event that is going to be live on the 31st when the book comes out. Amazing. And where can everybody find that? Uh, yes, that sucked. S-U-C-K-E-D, because some people say that sucks. So that sucked. Now what.com. Amazing. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait for people to get their hands on your book. Thank you so much for diving right into the thick of it, the middle with me today. This was such a treat. And I am just so grateful to have people and voices like you walking through this season of life right alongside of me. Oh my gosh, Jenna. Well, I love the way you pour into your community and how you really pave the way for all of us as mamas, because we're, I feel like we're all in it together. So thank you for being who you are in the world of. And where can everybody find you, connect with you, listen to your podcast? Give me all the other places. Yes. So if you want to have brave conversations and brave your relationships and just have a little bit more bravery in your life, The Brave Table, anywhere you get your podcast and Neetha Bhushan on IG. That's where I hang out the most. N-E-E-T-A-B-H-U-S-H-A-N. Send me your brave stories. Oh my gosh, this was amazing. Thank you so much. I've never enjoyed sitting in my car more than this conversation here today. I hope this added so much value for you. Oh my gosh, I remember the Midwest snowstorms. So fun. <laughs> Intense. You want to know why I love podcasting so much? I mean, the fact that I got to sit in my garage and have this conversation this morning, it changed my entire day. I would have never met Dr. Nita if I hadn't had this platform, this show. And I'm so grateful for it because I feel like my day was changed and I hope yours was too, just by listening. Just want you to know, thank you so much for hitting play on another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Thank you for giving me this platform to invite incredible guests on 
And thank you for being a part of this journey. Wherever you are today, I'm sure you're in some sort of messy middle. And all I want for you to know is that you're not alone. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.